last 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. From West Palm Beach, Florida, it is the Mass and All Access Podcast brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student-athletes and programs today. Bobby Blanco and Paul Mancano with you outside the Fit Team ballpark of the Palm Beaches. The Washington Nationals, your defending World Series champion, of course, have some new decorations all across the campus and just along the way are the Houston Astros. So, Paul, obviously, the baseball world turns its attention to West Palm Beach as the 2020 season gets underway. Everybody in the baseball world has had its eyes on this facility in particular. Um, We have seen a massive amount of media members come through. And honestly, when you see the amount of media presence that is here just for pitchers and catchers showing up, just for a full squad workout, you understand how it can become such a distraction for defending world champs. The, The fact that it is a World Series hangover just because there is so much that you have to deal with every single day Mm -hmm. that you come to the ballpark. It's not going to be like this every day, but, you know, it's going to be like this for opening day. It's going to be like this for the ring ceremony. They're going to have to have that hanging over them the entire season. Not hanging over them like it's negative, but you you call attention to yourself. And if there is one benefit to the whole disaster that has been the Astros situation, ironically, something that Adam Eaton said earlier today, is that it draws a little bit of attention away from the Nats. Right. You know, some national media members can hit up both spots in the same day like they have, but still, most of the baseball world is not talking about the defending champs for once. For once, they, you know, the defending champs aren't the story of pitchers and catchers reporting so it draws some attention away from them yeah we got into town just a couple of days ago after pitchers and catchers had already reported and we were talking to some of the local media members that have already been here like mark zuckerman at massinsports.com and he was saying this has to be the lowest attended uh pitchers and catchers report date in defending world series champion history because of what happened across the way yeah. with all the astros taking all that attention away from them. Not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, some of the guys, including Mike Rizzo, reportedly were kind of upset. It was like, hey, we won the whole thing. We're the defending champs. Why don't we get some of that attention? We understand why they need the attention over there, but, um, yeah, I think you're right. It also is kind of pros and cons. Yes, they deserve the attention that they're now getting as uh, full squad reports, and they're getting workouts underway. It was a packed clubhouse today with media from all over different outlets. But, yes, it, it kind of takes some tension away from them. I think that's a positive thing to around them. But, yeah, you're right. Opening day in New York, opening day in Nats Park, ring ceremony, banner raising. They're going to get their best uh, wherever they go, they're going to get a lot of attention wherever they go because they're defending champs. And that all starts today with the first full squad workout. And this, what's good to see early on is that this is the same group of guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, they if they if anything, they come back a little bit more confident. But they certainly aren't complacent, at least have not seemed to be through a couple days. Uh, and that's something that Davey Martinez said. He's, you know, the, the one thing he wants to avoid is complacency. Physically, the way that these guys look, they look like they are quote-unquote in the best shape of their lives Correct. from the Nats last year they haven't heard that that much this, so far as yeah, which is a good thing it is a good thing it got a little uh little repetitive last year yeah. but truly they do look like they're in great shape um which I mean shows that they could have spent the offseason doing any number of things enjoying their wor- life as World Series champions but they they showed up 
to camp in good shape. Um, you know, Davey said he's really appreciated, you know, the, the way that they have showed up uh, energized and ready to go. They certainly seem that way. They, and the fact that, you know, the, they had their cabbage race mm-hmm. on uh, you yesterday, know, the, yesterday yeah. the day that, Monday. that uh, everybody reported, was just another sign of this team is not going to change the way they do things. They are still going to be the same loose group of guys. You know, that Juan Soto was still goofing around in the clubhouse when he first entered. Um, you know, if anything, they're a little bit more confident, but they are still very loose. They're not playing like they have any kind of extra pressure on them. And that's that was the, the key to their success last year. And we're already starting to see signs of that. So that's a good sign. It is crazy to think that, like, considering all the Astros design ceiling scandal, all the attention that they've brought here, the World Series champ, that this clubhouse feels more relaxed than it ever has been. Of course, it's a brand new season. There's plenty of reason to be relaxed and be excited and full of energy. But you would think there would be some more pressure walking into in there with some of these guys. You know, how do you defend a World Series? But they're so relaxed. They're so chill, energetic. And today was the first day we really saw that energy. First full squad workouts. Everybody's here. Enough with the bullpens. We're getting some actual live full team drills in the backfields. We're getting some BP. We'll have live BP on Wednesday. I know Max Scherzer is really excited for that. The guys walk out of the clubhouse, and there's plenty of fans standing outside by the gates uh, cheering them on. They do the circle of trust with a lot of laughter and energy. They have people jumping in the pool during the school. I mean, it's just a great atmosphere down here. And you would never know that this team just a couple weeks ago, or months ago, rather, won the World Series and now have their neighbors having to answer to this huge scandal that's shocking the baseball world. So, yeah, it's been a great start to camp. I would encourage anybody who has the means and the time to come down to West Palm Beach and, and visit the complex because, honestly, you can get more the un, unreal access to the players down here. You get so close in spring training. You see guys waiting after uh, practice and their workouts to to, inter, to assign, hand, uh, assign autographs and shake hands. Um, it's it's really cool when you get down here. It's free to the public. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great time, have all. So come see your world champs at, at, uh, at West Palm Beach because it's it's an exciting time. It is. They're, they're very giving with their time. Of course, they can't get to everybody. If you do come down, please don't expect autographs from absolutely yeah, everybody. Yeah. It's the one thing. But um, they really do have been very up close and personal with the fans, talking to fans. Um, this is the most crowded we've seen from a fan perspective. Easily. And justifiably so. Um, and so I just can't wait to see. And the first the fact that on Saturday they're playing <laughs> the team right across the way mm-hmm. with fireworks afterwards, it's going to be fun. And, and for the next, you know, at some point it will wear off, but for the next however, month, two months, up until – you know, maybe a couple weeks into the season, it's going to be a party. And, yeah. you know, they're going to be celebrating, uh, and and deservedly so. And it, it, it the, the looseness of the clubhouse, I mean, they, they still feel like they are recent World Series champs. But, yeah. but they're coming back to work and they're ready to go. But it's just... It's a fun atmosphere right now. Yeah, that first game, of course, on Saturday at 6 o'clock, you can catch on Mass and they play the Astros. I believe Max Scherzer is aiming to start that game, so that would be something to, to yeah. worth tuning in. Speaking of players' time, Patrick Corbin was nice enough to give the Mass and Alexis podcast a little moment of his own time as he sat down to talk to Paul and I about his offseason and his preparation for the 2020 season. Back here on the Mass and All Access podcast from West Palm Beach, Florida, Bobby Blanco and Paul Mancano, joined by Patrick Corbin, Nationals left-handed starter. Patrick, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Obviously, a very short off-season, but you just said you uh, spend most of your time down here. You bought a new house. Uh, how did you spend your time down here in West Palm Beach throughout the year? Yeah, it uh, 
it went by fast this year. Uh, it wasn't as long, but it was yeah. uh, for, for all the right reasons. But um, it was great. Uh, first year living here in Florida and being able to come here and work out um, just makes things easier. And, and I've always enjoyed living at home for spring. Yeah, that's great. Obviously, your second spring training here with Davey Martinez and the Nats. So many interesting things have happened in the first few days. I think the best part so far has been the cabbage races that have gone on. Have you ever been a part of a spring training camp where you have such ridiculous things and such a loose group of guys here? Yeah, I'm 2-0 and in cabbage races, so I've been on the, <laughs> the, the winning team each year. and um, We just try to have fun, and no, whether it's that cabbage race or, or on the mound pitching, uh, we try to win, and, and we want to win. And uh, We're just competitive uh, group of people, and uh, it's fun to come here every day, whether it's that or anything else. It could be as simple as even just the pop-up drills you guys were doing on the backfield right there. Uh, I saw Max missed one, and you guys were giving him a hard time, yeah. even competitive doing just that. Yeah, it was a tough play, but I think uh, anytime you can get on him a little bit, so he's yeah. good, and um, he'll, he'll probably do something tomorrow and um, make up for it. Yeah. yeah. So Game 7 of the World Series, of course, I think a lot of people might not remember, you were the winning pitcher of that game. Of course, you were so valuable in the entire postseason run, but particularly out of the bullpen. What kind of things did you learn about yourself during that postseason run, the ability to just, whenever Davey asked you to take the ball in whatever situation, you were able to take the ball and, and go out there and perform? Yeah, I think every every player wants to be in those games and pitch in those games, and um, that's what we're here for. And uh, when you know you only got a handful left, it doesn't matter how you feel the next day. You just want to go out there and, and try to help your team win. And I thought if there was an opportunity for me to do that, just try to be available and um, – it's not ideal what you want to do, but it's, um, hey, that's it, it, what happened. It got it done, and uh, wouldn't change anything. And um, going into the postseason, I thought I'd have a couple appearances, but but had no idea. But um, like I said, it was uh, just a great experience. Yeah, probably the most high leverage relieving, relieving you've ever done. Um, is there anything that you take away from that experience coming out of the bullpen so much during the postseason, obviously in the World Series as well, um, and then you can apply now to your mindset as a starter going into this season, or is it kind of just flipping the switch and you're back as a starter? Yeah, I'd, a lot of people say, how you, you how did you feel out there and, and being such a, a big game? But uh, I didn't really think about it at the time. You just kind of go out there, you try to warm up, do your, you have a job to, to do and go out there and uh, try to stay locked in and um, – Kind of after you think about, wow, that was game seven of the World Series, and um, um, that was pretty cool to be out there. Yeah. But um, you, you just try to, if you're prepared to go out there and do your job, um, honestly, it felt like other games in the postseason were um, just uh, more at stake. There was a lot of talk during that postseason run, in particular in the World Series, about emptying the tank, particularly coming from Max Scherzer. But you getting you know an inning here or inning there wherever you were being used does your pitching arsenal change does the way that you pitch change knowing that you may only have one inning you may only face three batters so you're going to go out there and maybe show off more of your repertoire or try to you know boost up that velocity at all um yeah maybe you can uh reach back a little bit let it go but um in that in that situation, it, it, who cares how you feel the next day? Uh, right. It was Game Seven. You just try to go out there and give it everything you had, empty the tank, like Max said. But um, 
I mean, I think there's a couple things. Obviously, when we won, it was amazing, incredible. I think guys were also relieved to be like, hey, we're done with this now. Like, <laughs> just we can relax and, uh, and and give our bodies a break. And yeah. um, mentally and physically, it was uh, a long season, um, and that's what we fight for. But um, it was just great to know that we can just enjoy it now. Moving off of that and looking forward, uh, you have one of the best sliders in all of baseball, and you use that really effectively, especially during the postseason. With something, a pitch that's already that good, how do you improve upon it? I mean, hitters probably know it's coming because it's one of your best pitches that you have. Do you improve upon it, or do you just kind of move along with it and make slight adjustments here and there? Or like, what's that process like? Yeah, I've always I always like to come into camp, uh, fastball command, slider, get those down, and. Um, for, for me, my sliders, multiple pitches where I can change speeds, locations, things like that. But um, also working on a, a more consistent uh, breaking ball, uh, more of a, a curve ball, and uh, a cha- change up as well. And um, everything's been great. We, we have live hitters here coming soon, so um, it'll be good to see their reaction. And um, this is the fun part. You mentioned wanting to get that break that you got once the postseason run ended. Do you feel it at all coming into camp the first couple times that you're warming up? Do you feel like you missed a month of, of rest and relaxation, or do you feel like any other spring training? Um, that, that's a good question. We, My arm feels great. I was When I first picked up the, a ball around Christmas, um, it felt really good, maybe even then better than years past, which is kind of strange to say. I think the one thing that we got to be careful with is um, – with how long the season was like just giving some guys a little extra break here and there um not pushing things too hard and just make sure when opening day comes that's when we're at 100 percent and um, use this time to get there yeah you're coming into year two now of your six years here in washington obviously a phenomenal year one winning the world series and you had really good year yourself what do you guys as a rotation max Strauss, anibal yourself how do you guys look ahead to this season is there anything you guys are looking do you guys have goals as a group, or do you guys mostly just work on individual stuff and try to kind of repeat or build upon last season? Um, I think what's so good is you can learn from those guys every start watching them and then the other two that are sitting next to you in the dugout, um, which is always great. But um, I think the good thing with us is uh, we're always trying to get better. We want to go out there, and our personal goal is to make every start, and I think if you're a starter doing that, um, everything's going to line up. In terms of the offseason, this team once again went out and made plenty of additions, plenty of free agent signings. Does that encourage you to, to, to see the front office say, we don't want a World Series hangover, we want to go out, bolster this team, and try to make another run at this? Yeah, of course. I mean, they've been doing this for years, um, always trying to get better and improve, and, and they want to win, and, and that's an organization you want to be a part of. Um, Obviously, losing Rendon at third is, is, is going to be a hit, a big hit for us. But I think we'll have a couple guys step up. Um, and we, we did add some, some other pieces as well. And pretty much the whole core, core guys is back. So um, I think some of those younger players who had opportunities last season, um, they're going to only get better. I mean, Soto, I, I don't know how he's going to get better, but he's going <laughs> to. Um, in, Ro- in Robles as well. I mean, yeah. those guys were pretty special to see and, and grow um, at the play and defensively. Kind of piggybacking off that, but moving back to the pitching side, uh, the Nationals, Mike Rizzo, added, made a big addition with 
Will Harris in the bullpen and obviously brought back Daniel Hudson. Um, it's no secret last year the bullpen struggled for the Nats and that put a, maybe some pressure on you guys as starters. Does that kind of relieve some pressure coming into postseason or this uh, spring training rather that you guys have Doolittle, Hudson back, and now Will Harris and maybe a stronger bullpen heading into the season? Um, I think it, it always helps. Um, it's it's a different game where, where starters aren't, aren't throwing complete games all the time. We're, we're trying to go out there, empty the tank, and um, get through seven. And um, it's, a, it's obviously always good to have guys at the end that are going to shut things out. And uh, I got to play with Will in Arizona, so I know him, him a little bit. And um, it's great to have Hudson back, like you said. So um, I think it, we're still going to try to go out there, do, do, do what we're supposed to do, um, have big workloads, and try to pitch as many innings as we can. And, um, hopefully in the postseason it keeps those guys fresh and, and, and so they're ready to go. My last question for you, Patrick. A lot of fans have such great memories and fans that might have gone to games have like memorabilia. We in the media kept some memorabilia from the World Series in that playoff run. What did you keep from that playoff run? Any jerseys, anything particularly that you, you are already in a glass case on your mantelpiece? Um, yeah, I got a, someone gave me a photo signed by uh, the team, which was cool with the huddle there, but um, I think the probably the coolest thing is my Game 7 jersey. Um, nice. Got that framed up, and, um, I mean, that's pretty special. And I think once I get it, my, the ring will be probably the best thing. Yeah. My last question, too. I saw on Instagram you had a putt-putt golf course put in your backyard or on your house. How would that come about, and um, how's your short game going? Yeah. Um, I, I had one in Arizona, and, and we moved out of there. I, I was disappointed because I didn't get to play it as much as I wanted to. So, um wanted to get one out here and I think the biggest reason is I'm not very good at golf so um, <laughs> putt-putt is uh, what works for me. A little so. more fun. Are there good golfers on the team as well? Um, I There might be but okay. I, I haven't played a lot. I didn't play at all last year. I was just uh, just try to sleep as much as I could but <laughs> yeah. um, I think there's some guys. Okay. Well, now that you moved down here maybe you can get out a little more because it's like this year round and uh, get some off-season work as a, yeah. as a golfer. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah. Patrick, we thank you so much for, yeah. for taking the time and joining us on the Mass All Access podcast. Uh, Patrick Corbin, Nationals starter. Thank you. Our thanks again to Patrick Corbin for giving a couple moments of his time on the podcast. Um, for a guy that signed a $140 million deal and was the game seven winning pitcher, could not be more soft-spoken and humble and just seems really determined and focused Um what's next to come in his in his career yeah man i mentioned to him a lot of people would forget i'm sure he doesn't forget i'm sure the people around him remind him constantly that he was the winner of game seven he took home the w after you know maybe an understated excellent performance to shut the door on the astros but um you know it's something that kind of flies under the radar because of the amazing performances we saw and in that game from max scherzer to you know juan soto to howie kendrick uh, there were so many great performances in that game and in the postseason, and it, it, it is amazing that you sign a $140 million guy to a six-year deal. He was one of the biggest you know, free agents in baseball last year, right. was one of the best, was the best left-handed pitcher in baseball last year, and somehow is like sixth or seventh on the <laughs> most yeah. talked-about guys uh, in this Nationals yeah. camp. And part of it is, you saw it right there, the way he carries himself, the humility that he carries himself with, um, so it was great to have that conversation with him. Yeah, thanks again to Patrick for joining us. If you missed this broadcast on the Mass and All Access or Mass and Nationals Facebook page or the Mass and Nationals Twitter account, be sure to go check out the interview on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find your podcast. You can get the Mass and All Access podcast, which of course is presented by Marymount University. Uh, visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about student athletes and programs today. Also.
subscribe on SoundCloud, and you can download it right from there. Big thanks to Ryan Engelmeyer, our producer and cameraman from behind the scenes, for Paul Mancano, at Paul Mancano on Twitter, at Bobby underscore Blanca for myself. From West Palm Beach, Florida, it is National Access Podcast. Thanks for joining, everybody. We'll catch you back in D.C.